Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Nissan may have to close some of its EV battery plants. The death toll involved in GM's ignition switch failure is going up, and Lincoln refreshes the Navigator but comes up short. And now the news, and whoa, what a mess for Nissan. Reuters reports that Nissan is considering shutting its EV battery plants in the U.S. and the U.K. due to dismal sales of its electric car, the Leaf. Nissan denies that it's backing off its EV program. Even so, Nissan does have excess capacity in batteries and EVs, and it would make financial sense to consolidate production to one plant in Japan. But here's my AutoLine Insight. If Nissan does close its battery plant in the U.S., it'll trigger a political firestorm. The Obama administration provided Nissan with $1.6 billion to build that plant, and this would refocus attention on failed government subsidies for green energy. General Motors acknowledged 13 deaths related to its faulty ignition switch, but the independent compensation fund that is handling claims says the number's higher than that. Kenneth Feinberg, who's in charge of approving claims, says there are at least 19 deaths related to the bad switch, but that number could grow by a lot. They've received 125 death claims and nearly 450 injury claims overall. A new survey from Consumer Report shows that infotainment systems are starting to get better. Early voice-controlled systems were particularly infuriating, with some people even getting in arguments with their systems. But now, 88% of people that have voice controls for their phone, audio, and navigation systems report using them frequently, and over half were comfortable using them within the first week. So no more bumbling through complicated command structures. Listening to CDs in cars has gone the way of the dodo bird, but FM radio still reigns supreme with 71% frequent usage, while smartphones sit at almost 60%. People do tend to use their built-in navigation, but smartphones have passed portable devices in popularity. And this should not surprise anybody, but people are more likely to pick up their cell phone than to use their Bluetooth connection. So it sounds like automakers are making better infotainment systems, but smartphones are hot on their heels. Augmented reality, or AR, has shown up in the automotive world in many places, but for the first time that we can think of, an automaker will use AR for the owner's manual. Owners of the Alfa Romeo 4C can download an app for their smartphone that will work on 33 hotspots at various points on the car. Want to know when to change the oil? Just hover over the oil cap under the hood, or even learn how to use launch control. This sounds like a pretty good use of augmented reality, but we're still waiting for an automaker to use AR at an auto show display. When Carlos Tavares took over as CEO of Peugeot back in March, he was tasked with getting the automaker back into the black, and it looks like he just found a way to make a little money. Bloomberg reports that India's Mahindra is in talks to buy Peugeot motorcycles, which also makes scooters and three-wheelers. Well, no wonder Mahindra wants it. Scooter sales in India shot up 23% last year. Say, have you seen what Lincoln did to the Navigator? That is coming up next. 
Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. The 2015 Lincoln Navigator is a full-size SUV that goes up against vehicles such as the Cadillac Escalade, Infiniti QX80, and Lexus LX570. The base price is just over $62,000, while the top-line extended wheelbase version starts at just over $75,000. It's powered by a 3.5-liter EcoBoost V6 with a 6-speed automatic transmission. The rear-drive version gets a combined 18 miles per gallon. The all-wheel-drive version gets 17. Okay, first, the good news. That EcoBoost V6 is way better than the 5.4-liter V8 it replaces. Now rated at 380 horsepower and 460 pound-feet of torque, it is the most powerful version of the 3.5 to hit the streets. By the way, the engine hits peak torque at only 2,200 RPM, and that's right smack dab in the middle of where you are going to use it the most. And that transforms the way this big SUV drives. Returning Navigator owners are going to be astonished at the transformation. Lincoln also upgraded the suspension with optional continuously controlled dampers. And man, did they work well. GM has equipped its full-size SUVs with magneto-rheological shocks, but that system just doesn't work all that well with 20-inch wheels or larger. But the Navigator does come up short in the details. The inner door panel is just not in the luxury lead. The notch for the latch looks like it was punched out with some crude tool. The edge of the notch is lined with a greasy lubricant that could easily smear a sleeve. Spot welds show clearly on the window sash, and the steel is wrinkled where it curves. Crikey! This is a vehicle that can easily top $75,000. Lincoln sells about 8,000 Navigators a year, and it will have no problem selling that many again, and maybe even more. This vehicle just drives too well not to bring its buyers back. But for Lincoln to become a true contender in the luxury segment, it needs to dig deeper and push harder to convince the skeptics that it truly knows how to play in this game. And you can get more information about the Navigator in the seat time section of our website and read other car reviews that we've posted there as well. But that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.